Hey everybody, it's Brandon here. I'm here again with Caleb and we are going to be diving into another episode of Rock Video Rental. Uh, before we get started, Caleb, what have you been watching? Uh, so did you watch the first game of the Stanley Cup Finals? <gasps> no. Dude, it was a pretty good game. I'm not known for watching hockey, but I did wind up catching that while I was doing work from home the other night. Um, I'm disappointed in you not watching that game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I haven't. I, I watched that. I watched a little bit of the NBA finals. Um, and then plugging away at the Simpsons. I did finally see, uh, what was that episode that we were talking about with the Simpsons the other day? Oh, the film festival one. Yeah. Yeah. It was one of my favorite episodes. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good. Just watch that one. Um, and then two other things that i watched because of my wife one is she's watching the old well actually i think it just ended uh correct me if i'm wrong a few years like five years ago maybe um the superman smallville tv show oh yeah so she watches it every once in a while to see some of the episodes but can i tell you okay I don't know if this is a TV show thing or if it's actually from like the Superman comic books or something, but there is, I have one huge, huge beef with this show from the little that I've watched. Yeah. What's that? There are two very main female characters in this show. Yeah. And one of course is called Lois Lane. Lois L A N E. That's important. Mm -hmm. Remember that. And the other one is Lana Lang. Lang. Yeah. Who does that? Like, I thought for a second, like they were sisters, Lois Lane and Lana Lane. Yeah. But then uh, all of a sudden there was one episode where I clearly heard Lana's last name and I was like, oh, wait, they're not sisters. Um, so. so I used to watch that show quite a bit when I was in high school. Okay. A friend of mine and I used to watch it and he was like super into comic book stuff. And yeah, Lana Ling is a character from the Superman series. How he how came does, around before Lois Lane did. How does somebody do that where two of your most prominent female <laughs> characters have super have, similar names? Yeah, super similar names, both starting first name and last name with the same letter. How do you do that? Yep. How, where do you get off? So a couple <laughs> factoids about that show. Did you know that Tom Welling, who plays uh, Clark, is from Okemos? Oh, no way. No, I did not know that. Yeah. And uh, did you know that the girl that plays Chloe is in prison right now? I did not know that. For, I believe, human trafficking. Oh, is that the one that I see popping she up? She was like part time? of some cult thing that was linked to human trafficking oh dang and i think she's still in prison jeez this just happened like a couple of years ago <laughs> wow oof that's uh that's rough right there yeah <laughs> so what else have you been watching <laughs> <laughs> uh well wanting to talk about people uh being arrested and the law and you know celebrity uh rulings and whatnot we watched uh alice in wonderland 
with Johnny Depp. <laughs> Rock. So, um, yeah, my wife wanted to watch uh, a Johnny Depp movie because of everything that had been going on with him. And she hadn't, I think maybe she saw it once. I don't know. I had never seen it before. It was okay. It was pretty good. Very artistically done. But honestly, I kind of struggled with it a little bit because, and I know Alice in Wonderland, the original story is pretty chaotic. Um, but the movie lost me a couple times, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Doesn't he play like the Mad Hatter or something in it? Yeah, and he did a good job, but I don't know. It was just maybe it was a little bit over the top, but it was, uh, and well, maybe I was just kind of tired too. I I felt like it dragged a little bit, and it was the story was going a, a little bit in a million directions, but that's kind of Alice in Wonderland in general, but. What about you? Anything good? Uh, we've watched been watching a few things. Uh, Celebrity Wife Swap, just to have something on, basically. <sighs> uh, we watched a handful of movies, my wife and I. Uh, we watched a movie Now and Then. Have you ever seen that? I don't think so. It's got um, Rosie O'Donnell, Demi Moore, uh, Rita Wilson, and oh my gosh, I'm trying to think. Oh, Melanie Griffith. Okay. And so they're like adults and they're talking about their childhood and just like most of the movies like flashbacks to their childhood in the 70s. Oh, I know. I know the movie. It's got Christina Ricci in it. Yeah, I don't think I've seen it, but I know what movie you're talking about. Yeah, it's one of my wife's favorite movies, but it's pretty good. It's basically Stand By Me, except with girls. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Did they find a dead body? Um, No, but they're obsessed with like how this one kid died oh okay <laughs> but um then after that we watched forrest gump nice which i've seen tons of times which i believe is on our list sometime at the end of the year <laughs> thanks for nothing yeah uh just i don't know that movie is just entertaining uh then we watched knocked up and it's the first time I've watched that in years just because I was listening to the Rewatchables podcast and they were talking about it. I'm like, you know, it's been forever since I've seen the movie Knocked Up. <laughs> so we watched it. Uh, I watched the movie Just Before Dawn, mm-hmm. which is a slasher movie from the early 80s. And that's what the next episode of Slasher Quest is going to be on. Dun, so dun. I started watching the movie The Prey. Which is another movie. I think it might be from around the same year as this other one, but I don't know. It was kind of slow, and like my beta tape that I was watching it on was kind of jumpy. You know how tapes can get worn out and they just don't play that great? Yeah. And I don't know. I just got irritated and popped the tape out, and then I was like, eh, I'm going to watch one I know is good. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's. That's pretty much it, I guess. Oh, man. Do you want to get into the movie of the week? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Let's jump in. I want you to hit me as hard as you can. Why? How much can you know about yourself if you've never been in a fight? Wait. Let me start earlier. Like many of you, I was stuck. No, you can't die from insomnia. I'd flip through catalogs and wonder, what kind of dining set defines me as a person? This is your life, and it's ending one minute at a time. 
prayed for a different life. So I make and I sell soap. And this is how I met Tyler Durden. Come on, hit me before I lose my nerve. Okay. Ow! It hit me in the ear! It was on the tip of everyone's tongue. Can I be next? We just gave it a name. Gentlemen, welcome to Fight Club. The first rule of Fight Club is you do not talk about Fight Club. After Fight Club, we all started seeing things differently. You're gonna have to keep me up all night. And she ruined everything. You're not into her, are you? No, God, not at all. We've all been raised on television to believe that one day we'd all be movie gods and rock stars, but we won't. He had a plan. <laughs> to what purpose? In Tyler, we trusted. I gotta take a fight club up a notch. Each one of you has a homework assignment. You're gonna start a fight with a total stranger. That's not necessary. You're gonna lose. That hurt. looking for a way to change your life. You got it. I'm stopping this. It's already done, so shut up. What kind of sick game are you playing? Oh, my God. Where is my mind? Where is my mind? This is too much. In the end, you will thank me. Wow! Wow! So, the movie of the week is um, Fight Club. It is from 1999. It is directed by David Fincher. Uh, the plot for it is an insomniac office worker and a devil-may-care soap maker form an underground fight club that involves into much, much more. Evolves into much, much more. That is so vague. Yeah, it is very, <laughs> very vague. Um, the cast, because we get Brad Pitt as Tyler Durden, Edward Norton as the narrator, which I've seen this movie tons of times, and I guess this is the first time I realized that he doesn't have like a full-on name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, we get Meatloaf as Robert Paulson, Zach Grenier as Richard uh, Chesler, uh, Helena Bonham Carter as Marla Singer, and Jared Leto as Angel Face. Leto, Leto, I don't. I've heard it said both ways. Yeah, I'm gonna go with and Leto. <laughs> and actually, he's uh, this is his second appearance this month. Yeah, I, did, I realized that too when I was uh, getting the cast together. <laughs> That's hilarious. So we had two movies from 2000, and now we got one from 1999. <laughs> Maybe there was just a bunch of dark movies those two years. I guess everybody was like super emo. Yeah, I guess. Oh man. So I've seen this movie quite a few times. Um, a friend of mine I used to hang out with in college quite a bit. It was one of his favorite movies, so we used to watch it a lot. And you know, I have it on DVD, but it has been a few years since I've seen it, so it was nice to go back and revisit it. Rock. Um, how many times have you seen this? Um, enough. <laughs> this was at least my third time seeing it. Rock. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, things that I thought were pretty good in this movie. Uh, the fighting scenes were handled pretty well. I mm-hmm. thought, um, you know, some of the special effects, like, you know, the blood and all that kind of stuff was pretty realistic. Um, 
a lot of the acting was extremely good. And even Meatloaf, I thought, did a really good job as as Bob. Yeah, I um I don't think I'm as familiar with Meatloaf's movies. Um, actually, shoot, probably before we started doing this, I should have taken time to click to see what he's been. <laughs> I'll, I'll take a look here while you're talking, but yeah, I've only seen a few movies he's been in. Um, Tenacious D in a Pick of Destiny, he was in that. Yeah, Wayne's World, Rocky Horror Picture Show. Mm-hmm. I've actually never seen Rocky Horror Picture Show, dude. Neither have I. What <laughs> <laughs> we need that we should add that to a list sometime. Yeah, we should do a movie of uh, a month of movies that we've never seen. Both of us have never seen. Yeah. So movies that we definitely probably should have seen. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever seen Clockwork Orange? Yes. Oh, uh, say so I've never seen all of it, so that, that could have been on the list. But uh, yeah, Meatloaf, like amazing voice, talented musician, but. I guess you really don't think of him much as an actor, but he's been in like quite a few movies and he is solid in everything he's in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm looking at his list. It's pretty long. Yeah, unfortunately no longer with us. He did pass away in the past year, I believe. Um, yeah, actually. No, yeah, he did a really good job as Bob in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. You know, staying with the acting, I, I think this might be brad pitt's best acting job yeah you could be correct from uh the things that i've seen of his um man i'm trying to think of what else might be and i mean um brad pitt's a, a great actor and he's been in so many movies but i don't know there's just something about him as tyler durden in this movie that's just so good and i don't led to so many interesting roles for him Mm -hmm. you know what it's such a like defining character uh you know what i would kind of say that it i would almost compare it to is because it's a unique role for him he's had some things kind of similar a little bit but this is definitely out of his norm and I would kind of put it in there with uh, Tom Cruise in Tropic Thunder. Yeah, just something completely out of left field. Yeah. And, and that so, he just completely owned it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So uh, for sure, I, I can I can agree with that. And I would I feel like you're totally justified for her saying that maybe his best performance. I mean, it just like even little things that he was in that he did such a good job in like even an episode of friends that he's in where he plays <laughs> yeah. ross's friend that used to be fat yeah like he's hilarious at that and it just i don't know i've always like enjoyed the stuff that he's done because i feel like he always just kind of goes for it did you ever see um the most recent tarantino film that he was in um once upon a time in hollywood I, think uh, I have not. It is on my list to watch, but I haven't had a chance to watch it. It's a slow burner. Like it is. I've seen a lot of Tarantino stuff. I, he's one of my favorite directors, and you will watch a majority of that movie and be like, "This does not feel like Quentin Tarantino." 
but that's what i've heard yeah yeah in quentin tarantino fashion he will not disappoint come into the movie though <laughs> Fuck. so um yeah well talking about acting too i mean edward norton did a fantastic job um because of his range mm-hmm. um you know being his passive self for a duration of the movie and then turning into the lunatic uh, yeah lunatic aggressor kind of thing um but i i would say i mean it is by all means a great performance but from what i've seen with edward norton i would probably not say this was his best performance uh edward no i think american history x is his best performance yeah i thought he was incredible in that movie He's another dude too that like, uh, really talented. He's good in everything he's in, and he's very selective about what he takes. Mm-hmm. But you don't hear people like mention him as much when you talk about like the best actors. Yeah, I, I, man, I, I don't think we've had this conversation on the podcast, but maybe we should do like a a highlight episode of who we think are some of the best actors of our time um because i i had a conversation with my friends uh with some of my friends in college um you not included (laughs) no just kidding it was it was a different (laughs) circle of friends um and we were talking about actors that we felt like you could hand them a script a role and no matter what they could do it yeah and edward norton was on that list of yeah yeah I mean, as much as we like Tom Hanks, Tom Hanks could not do this role. <laughs> no, no, but Tom Hanks has done enough with a, there have been some things and bits and pieces where he's done the not good guy role. I wouldn't say like completely villain role that if he wanted to, needed to, he could totally do it. Not, yeah. maybe not to the level that, Edward Norton did here, but just uh, to go in that range at least. So right. Yeah. And now I know uh, uh, the character of Marla is interesting in this. Oh, she's annoying. <laughs> well, that uh, I mean, she's kind of supposed to be, but mm-hmm. at the same time, anytime I watch this movie, I'm like, ugh, Marla. Yeah, no, I t- I totally feel the same way, but I probably am not bothered by it as much because it's just, I mean, she's supposed to be, and it adds to the story and the complexity of everything. And so while you don't really like the character, you realize and understand the importance of the character to the film. So, mm-hmm. Uh, another thing I enjoy in this movie is like the editing of it. Mm-hmm. Um, just the different styles that they used. Um, kind of like the parts where it gets kind of shaky, or when you know Tyler's burning Edward Norton's hand and he's like trying to meditate and like space it out, and how like you know keeps going back and forth between like a calming spot and then like the fact that his hand is just like burning. Mhm. Uh that was really cool. Uh another 
thing I enjoy too. It was like a recurring thing is when he's reading those poems that the person that lived in that crappy house before them had where it's like, I am <laughs> um, someone's nipple and like, I am this. And it's like these different body parts and stuff. Yeah. I'm someone's colon. Yeah. I'm someone's diseased gallbladder. And it's like <laughs> the fact that he's just like the fact that he thinks they're crazy and disgusting, but he still keeps reading them. <laughs> Yeah. And then he like he quotes it. <laughs> uh, it just like starts making references and stuff through the movie too. It's funny. Yeah. The um <clears throat> how you talked about the filmography. Um I liked it too. And at different points in time, I was kind of like, man, is this like making things more difficult? Is this taking away from the film? But once you get through everything and kind of see how they have a theme going on and used certain elements for specific parts or to convey specific emotions, it yeah, it really came together. So, because yeah, this movie, by all means, I imagine if anybody's listening to this that so they've seen it, but if you haven't, it is very complex um, and could easily get confusing because i remember the first time i watched it i was relatively i mean I, I don't know i mean i was probably a teenager when i first watched this um wait when did it come out 99 yeah 99 yeah um so yeah i would have been a teenager but um i wasn't all that old to be at the point where i was <laughs> focusing on movies and you know twists and turns and intricate plots um so the first time i watched it was definitely one of those like i don't know really what just happened (laughs) yeah uh i guess like this time watching it i i guess maybe i just remembered it a little bit differently i thought it was more like gray that the fact that edward norton and tyler durden are the same person Mm mm-hmm but this time watching it, I guess you see it's like, oh, this is like straightforward and they pretty much just say it. Yeah, I, I, I've i kind of felt the same thing, too. Spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> uh, I was watching it. I was just like, man, it seems so much more obvious than I remember. Obviously, you know, after you've seen it and you know what the twist is, you can look for the signs a lot easier. Yeah. Um. But yeah, there were there were things all over the place about it. So um I guess getting into like favorite scenes and quotes and all that kind of stuff. Uh there's some of the stuff in here that I I notice a lot of the things that I remember from this and enjoy the most from it or come from uh Brad Pitt's character, Tyler. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fact that like he works at a a movie theater, and he like splices in scenes from porn that are like a second long into family movies. Yeah, <laughs> and then they show the people at the theater watching it. There's just like a moan really quick, and everybody's like looking around. And he like says to the camera, "He's like, they saw it. They just don't know they saw it." <laughs> 
or they don't <laughs> they w- don't want to acknowledge that they saw it or yeah, yeah and it's just so funny and just the idea that's hilarious uh and then like when he's he's working as a waiter and he pees in the soup like that's just kind of disgusting but but then later he sues the restaurant for it <laughs> yeah which is hilarious um and well, you know when they're ha- when they're hazing the guys that want to join and live in the house uh when they start like project mayhem and everything mm-hmm. and the one guy is standing there and he walks up he's like he's like you're too young we don't take anybody this young and he just keeps coming out there. He's like, dude, you're totally wasting your time. I told you we're not taking anybody this young. It's just like how straightforward he is about it. And then finally he lets that guy in. And then Bob's standing on the porch. And he walks up. He's like, too old. <laughs> he's like, you're too old and fat. Tits too big. Walks up. <laughs> like, just cracks me up. Yeah. Well, uh, that scene specifically... Um... And others, of course, throughout the movie, like I was trying to think and imagine because there are different times where Brad Pitt's character and Edward Norton's character, um, who have two distinctly different personalities, interact in the same scene. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And that was one of them where Brad Pitt told meatloaf to get lost and then meatloaf was about to leave but then edward norton came out and went and chased him down and was just like no 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 don't leave just you know just stick it out yeah and so it's just like how long did it take people to realize you know this dude's a nut job yeah so i mean it's, and the fact it, that they didn't care and still like followed him like a cult right the well, whole then thing, the... like when when Bob dies, and mm-hmm. like they just start chanting his name as Robert Paulson. Yeah, and then uh, also, I mean, even just at the beginning where he was fighting in the parking lot by himself. Yeah, I'm just kind of like, what? Uh, uh, how, what? Uh, I couldn't even imagine. You know? <laughs> what are you doing? I'm kicking my own ass. <laughs> it makes me think of that from Liar Liar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh man i and another favorite part of mine is he talks about how they're making soap mm-hmm. and they go and they steal the fat like these bags of fat from liposuction places yeah which is incredibly disgusting <laughs> but it just cracks me up because they're like passing the bags over the fence and then like the last one um Edward Norton throws over it and it gets tangled up in the barbed wire fence and rips open. Yeah. And like, instead of just being like, oh, dodging it, Tyler's like trying to catch it with his hands. <laughs> well, then, like, like think, it's so disgusting. Think about a scene like that. Like, how did that really play out? Like, was Tyler Durden Edward Norton or was he Brad Pitt in that scene? Or yeah. like, yeah, so I mean, of course, I know that's getting a little bit too focused and detailed on it, but it's just kind of like, how would that have gone down? Right. So, um, oh man, and I love the the line too, where uh, Tyler's like selling the soap to like this boutique place, and he says something about how they're actually selling these rich old ladies 
fat asses back to them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just so funny. Mm. Yeah, well, I mean, like, this movie is has a certain deep message within it mm-hmm. about the whole and that's uh and that's where the following comes from because it talks about the struggle of i don't know i wouldn't even call i wouldn't even really put it as a class but just kind of the working class i guess i would say yeah you no know, it's just like you know we've there's all this stuff you've been lied to like people are turning you into consumers and all this other stuff and the system sucks and it's broken. And so that's where the following comes from. But uh, yeah, so there it's, it's very interesting on how crazy this movie can be, but at the same time, it's just like, uh, you know, he's got a point. <laughs> yeah. So, but um, Oh man. Uh, talking about gross and disgusting with the, the fat, I don't know what's more gross and disgusting that or the house that they lived in. <laughs> right. I mean, I was in some pretty gross houses, like going to parties in college, but nothing that bad. Yeah. Yeah. I remember going to a party in this one. It was in like downtown Saginaw over by Covenant Hospital. Mm-hmm. And it had like holes punched in a wall and stuff. <laughs> And like the guy said, sometimes the water didn't work and everything. And like, like how in the heck are you living here? Like, right. how do your parents let you live here? <laughs> yeah. Oh man, Dif- different, different kind of world, man. Right. I imagine. Um, I guess staying with the things that are also kind of funny and memorable from this. Uh, you know, I touched on Marla being annoying, and just. I don't know, just something about her just makes my skin crawl. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think she's attractive at all. Like, that gaunt look with the scraggly black hair. And I don't know, she's just, and smokes a lot. She's just kind of gross. But what I do find funny is that both her and Edward Norton are going to all these support groups. And she even shows up for one with men with testicular cancer. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, that one leads to a funny quote too, because she's just like, "Well, I have more of a right to be here than you because I don't have I don't have my balls." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so funny. And you know, he starts going to these uh, support groups because it helps him sleep at night, mm-hmm. which is which is kind of funny. Um, and just the him going on and on and on about how he doesn't sleep uh that he's like so completely disheveled at work where he's got like a shirt that's like all stained up and wrinkled looks like it's been like shoved into a couch for about two weeks (laughs) yeah (laughs) which leads up to his boss like questioning him about his his performance and all that kind of stuff it's funny Mm mm-hmm yeah, which, uh, I mean, that um, further down the road is one of the iconic scenes, again, too, where he fights himself in his boss's office. Yeah, it makes it look like his boss was beating him up, mm-hmm. which, is, which is hilarious, which, again, makes me think a liar, liar, but 
He, like, fake put, he punches himself, flies into a glass table, and it explodes everywhere. And the, when security finally gets there, they see like Edward Norton on his knees, like crying, and his boss <laughs> is like hanging onto his shirt. Yeah, he's got blood all over him, and it just you know makes it look like he was beating him down. So basically, just like blackmails him onto getting a whole bunch of like computers and stuff. Yeah, and then he keeps getting paid. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I could basically do this job at home. Mm-hmm. Like, you just keep paying me and I won't show up here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically just like outsmarts his jerk boss. Um, but yeah, the whole like stuff at the end too, where it starts to dawn on him that he is is Tyler Durden mm-hmm. is is a mind blower. The first time you see it. Um. And like I said, I felt like it was more gray maybe the first time I saw it, but I guess, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. you kind of see, you pay attention more during the film. Yeah, well, you're not, I mean, the first time you watch it, you're not looking for it. Yeah. Like, there, you have no reason, the only thing that leads up to it that might make you think he's crazy are the two little um, flashes that he gets of Tyler Durden uh, kind of in the background uh, at the beginning of the movie, you kind of see Tyler Durden flash in a little bit like yeah. a glitch. Um, but really outside of that, there's nothing like, Hey dude, you're going crazy. You're going to start hallucinating. There's no real clear communication like that. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. This movie was big on the glitch too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that glitch effect it was handled well but yeah it's it's big on that uh anything else to add on this before i get the trivia uh i don't think so not at this time okay oh, so the first thing i got here is the author uh first came up with the idea for the novel after being beaten up on a camping trip when he complained to some nearby campers about the noise of their radio. Uh, when he returned the work, he was fascinated to find out that no one would mention or acknowledge his injuries. Instead, saying such commonplace things as, how was your weekend? <laughs> uh, he concluded that the reason people reacted this way is because um, if they ask him what happened, a degree of personal interaction would be necessary. And his workmates simply didn't care enough to connect with him on a personal level. Uh, it was his fascination with this uh, societal blocking, which became the foundation for his novel. Interesting. Yeah. So at around 38 minutes, in a short scene where Brad Pitt and Edward Norton are drunk and hitting golf balls, uh, they're actually drunk. And the golf balls were sailing directly into the side of the catering truck. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So after the copyright warning, there is another warning on the DVD. The warning is from Tyler Durden himself. It is only there for a second. Uh, Much like when he splices in porn into family movies. It says, if you're reading this, um, then this warning is for you. Every word you read of this is useless fine print 
is another second off your life. <laughs> Don't you have other things to do? Is your life so empty that you honestly cannot think of a better way to spend these moments? Or are you so impressed with authority that you respect and credence to all claim it? Do you read everything you're supposed to read? Do you think everything you're supposed to think? Buy what you're you're told to buy. Get out of your apartment. Meet your member. Meet a member of the opposite sex. Stop the excessive shopping and masturbation. Quit your job. Start a fight. Prove you're alive. If you don't claim your humanity, uh, you'll become a statistic. You have been warned, Tyler. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So at about 34 minutes, when the narrator hits Tyler in the ear, uh, Edward Norton actually did hit Brad Pitt in the ear. Yeah, I heard that uh, story. He was originally going to fake hit him, but um, before the scene, David Fincher pulled Norton aside and told him to hit him in the ear. Uh, after Norton hit him in the scene, you can see him smiling and laughing while Brad Pitt is in pain. <laughs> So, um, Brad Pitt and Edward Norton actually both learned how to make soap for the movie. Oh, nice. <laughs> Did they learn how to make napalm, too? <laughs> no. Or whatever it was? Uh, no, I heard that all of his, quote-unquote, like, recipes that he mentions are fake. Okay. Yeah, just to, like... So people wouldn't try to follow yeah, that. <laughs> exactly. I was going to say, that's probably for best. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Courtney Love and Winona Ryder were both initially considered for the role of Marla. But in the end, it came down to Helen, uh, Helena Bottom Carter and um, Reese Witherspoon. Hmm. Uh, directed David Fincher went with uh, Bottom Carter, but the studio wanted a bigger name to choose to go with Witherspoon. In the end... Uh, the decision was taken out of the hands when Witherspoon turned down the role because it was too dark, and Helena Bottom Carter ended up getting the role. So, the producers considered both Matt Damon and Sean Penn for the role of the narrator, but David Fincher wanted Edward Norton. Having been impressed by Norton's performance in A People vs. Larry Flint, uh, at the same time, Norton had either been offered or was a final contender for three other major leading roles uh, in The Talented Mr. Ripley, Man on the Moon, and Runaway Jury, which is a project which ultimately fell apart. Uh, Norton eventually accepted the role in Fight Club. He and Jim Carrey did so well in auditions for Andy Kaufman and the role of Man on the Moon that the director told Universal that he could not choose between them and his studio would have to make the final choice. Uh, they chose Carrie because he was a bigger box office draw than Norton. Um, Matt Damon took the lead role in The Talented Mr. Ripley and Runaway Jury was put on hold for years until being revived by and with John Cusack being his lead. Hmm. Rock. So Edward Norton as Andy Kaufman would have been interesting. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I can see that. Uh, Jim Carrey was just perfect for that role. Mm -hmm. But the last thing I got is this movie had a $63 million budget and it made $101 million in the box office. All right. Well, actually, I have a little trivia fact that you didn't <gasps> mention. So, haha. -ha. 
Um, I actually saw this one recently. Apparently, um, something that's common, I don't know if it's common in like book writing or screenwriting, but um, the name of the soap company, the Paper Street Soap Company, mm-hmm. uh, which obviously was where the house was, it was on Paper Street, is actually a term that they use a lot in writing as a fictitious location so that was kind of a a hint at uh, the whole brad pitt tyler durden um you know split personality kind of thing was being like oh this street is fake tyler's (laughs) fake you know yeah interesting i didn't think of that yeah, so I, I I can't remember where I saw that. It was something in the past year, like probably something I saw on TikTok or something where somebody shared like an interesting fact about the movie. Rock. So. So grades. Pulled from IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes. What do you think those are? IMDb. Uh, 7.5? 8.8. Holy what the crap. Yeah. Wow, the last eight we had was an eight point three for Return of the Jedi. Rock. Man, that's wow, you don't get that very often. So what do you think the critic is from Rotten Tomatoes? Ninety two? Seventy nine. Ew. Now the audience, what do you think that one is? 85 96 dang jeez yeah all right then uh so you want to go first uh sure yeah so this movie uh really well done i mean saying good things top to bottom uh we didn't really talk about music did we no yeah uh i mean it it was a product of its time uh it fit well with the movie um the overall cinematography feel and the theme of the movie was cohesive and really well done uh man you just you really just can't get past brad pitt and edward norton um playing off of each other in this movie and they just did such a fantastic job um man i'm I'm trying to think there wasn't really any slow it, it is a little bit of a longer movie you know being two hours and 20 minutes long i mean nothing wrong uh nothing bad nothing terrible but uh i was trying to think if there were any really slow parts but man i mean with how unique this movie is um all the different i mean it goes so far from i i forgot that at the beginning where it started Mm-hmm. with the um the different like help uh clubs and meetings and whatnot to all the way at the end with the whole project mayhem um i kind of forgot the full spectrum of it all and yeah. so it's just like so much happens that there's not really any slow time in it so uh just entertaining from beginning to end uh, as mentioned, a little bit confusing here or there, but I mean, it goes for that on purpose to be able to give you 
that really strong plot twist. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I, I enjoyed it. I think it's a really unique film and man, I, I don't think I could give it less, man. I don't know. I'm, because uh, I'm kind of like giving five after five. To five. I, I, I'm I, I got to give it another five out of five. Yeah, I agree. Um, such a really well done movie, like in all aspects. Uh, the acting's amazing. Directing was great. The cinematography is great. The music's great. Uh, the editing, uh, the story itself is really strong. And then you get that twist at the end that just kind of brings it all together. Uh, extremely well done movie. Even, you know, like the kind of bit actors, like some of the guys that are just part of the whole Fight Club thing. They're even uh, great actors. It's just one of those movies that definitely defines the time that it was made. Mm-hmm. And it was such a big movie at the time, too. I remember a lot of people talking about it. And we didn't even mention it when they go over the rules of the Fight Club. Oh, my gosh. Like how yeah. many times have you heard the first rule of Fight Club is that you don't talk about Fight Club? Mm-hmm. The second rule of a Fight Club is that you don't talk about Fight Club. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I totally forgot that being one of the biggest parts of the movie. We didn't even mention it. Yeah, and even like other quotes, too, like when... Brad Pitt says to Edward Norton, he's like, I want you to hit me as hard as you can. <laughs> yeah, we didn't do favorite quotes. Holy smokes. Yeah, that you hear that quite a bit uh in different places, but uh yeah, I don't know, just you said it was a longer movie, and like, yeah, it is a longer movie, but it doesn't feel like it's that long. It moves along pretty good. There's a lot of things that happen. There's always something going on and things to see. Uh it's just interesting. In one of those movies that makes you think at the end, so I always enjoy that. So yeah, I had to give it a five out of five. I couldn't give it anything less. Rock. So uh, next week we'll be talking about another dark movie, continuing with our theme. Um, I don't think that Jared Leto's in this one. I don't believe so. And it's also this one is also not from ninety nine two thousand. It's from nineteen ninety four, and that is the movie Swimming with Sharks, which I've seen bits and pieces of this movie, and I I can't remember if I saw all of it. I I would I'll get reminded when I yeah Yeah. I'll get reminded if I have or not when I watch it. I'm sure so. (laughs) But yeah, come next week we'll be talking about Swimming with Sharks. And until then, as always, be kind and rewind.